Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. Welcome to Creative Habits Podcast, where we delve into the world of creativity and explore ways to overcome those pesky creative blocks that every artist encounters. I'm your host, Philip Anthony, and my beautiful co-host, Indigo. And today we're diving deep into the fascinating realm of artistic flow. Picture this. You're staring at a blank canvas and the inspiration that once flowed freely seems to have taken an unannounced vacation. We've all been there. In today's episode, I want to kick things off by sharing a personal story of when I faced a roadblock, a major creative roadblock, and how that experience fueled my passion for understanding the nuances of overcoming these challenges. So let's jump right into it and embark on a journey to inspire your artistic flow real quick tell me a time that you caught a a creative block 2018 until 2023 <laughs> <laughs> i concur yeah so do you want me to expand now or continue on after we share some uh, yeah, information let's, let's, let's get into the, the information let's go there know. and then we'll talk about the stories absolutely so common creative blocks let's explore the common hurdles that artists often encounter on their creative journeys perfectionism that relentless pursuit of flawlessness can paralyze our artistic expression the fear of failure like an unwelcome companion, lurks in the shadows, hindering the willingness to take risks. And then there's the ominous burnout, a real nemesis for creatives, sapping the energy and enthusiasm that once fueled our projects. So whether you find yourself meticulously tweaking every detail, grappling with self-doubt or feeling the weight of burnout, know that you're not alone. These obstacles are part and parcel of the creative process. And in the next segments, we'll unravel strategies to break free from these chains and reignite your creative spark. So here's my personal experience in my photography journey. I've grappled with the silent pressure of capturing the perfect shot. The pursuit of flawless composition and impeccable lighting sometimes left me frozen behind the lens. Moments of doubt would creep in questioning whether my work would resonate with others or live up to my own expectations. I realized that this quest for perfection was hindering the joy of spontaneity that my photography brings. Embracing the imperfections, um, experimenting with new styles, and allowing myself the freedom to explore unconventional perspectives have been transformative. 
Through these struggles, I've come to appreciate that each frame tells a unique story. And it's the authenticity within imperfections that make photography an art form for me. I'll say my experience is that I can't even get started, right? Because I think way too much. I know that if I start, I can work and not stop. But most often, I don't even feel inspired. I don't feel a boost of energy to make anything. However, I think that's a partial scapegoat and actually imposter syndrome. I psych myself out of creating because I'm overly conscious about perfection and not the expression. I do believe that most of that is a result of a lack of confidence mm -hmm. and not a lack of confidence in myself. Well, you know what? Let me take that back. It is a lack of confidence because the talent for me, not even the talent, I know how to create something. Mm -hmm. I don't have the confidence to tell my story. Mm. I don't have confidence to create a story. Not because I don't think that I can do it. I don't think I'm worthy enough to put myself out there mm. and be successful from what I do. It's kind of dark <laughs> now that I think of it, but it's the fear of actually being vulnerable. You know when that quote is being said, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for me, creating art is not a thing that I do. It's a spiritual practice for me. It's like it's exposing a sense of therapy. to the world. So I'm worried about exposing what's sacred to me and then having someone judge it. But I'm also scared of putting my spirit out there. I, I feel that way. I'm sorry about like us doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't think we can do it. It's not that I don't want to do it. It's me having an opinion, saying that opinion and knowing someone can disagree. But you may have a certain amount of people who judge, and then you may have a certain amount of people who can relate. Mm -hmm. And it's not fair for us to withhold um, something that we're good at, withhold that from our small community that we built up. Or our community within our, you know, personal lives. And it's, an, it's a disadvantage for everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're all afraid to create or share or express ourselves or, you know, make ourselves vulnerable. We create scenarios in our head that may or may not happen mm -hmm. as well as what's the term for it it's just like going to therapy right you have issues that you need to sort out but you will never sort them, sort them out if you don't expose yourself to you know a professional or somebody um peers who uh somebody in your church whatever you will never um get to express that and when you don't express the traumas or how you feel in even if it's the good or the bad it's just like building pressure within yourself for example shaking up a, a soda 
and you keep shaking and you keep shaking and you keep shaking and uh, all of a sudden the soda just explodes. You don't want to do that. You want to relieve some of that pressure. You know what I mean? Open yeah. up the soda just a little bit, then close it. Open it up a little bit, then close it until that pressure is gone. You know, and um, it's healthy for us to do that. And it just makes things more exciting when you have people who can relate, who may feel the same way we do. Mm. You know, so me, I try not to focus on the negative, judgmental people and just focus on the community. That was well said. And um, I like the whole soda can analogy. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I also realized that it's not about the creativity, right? To make it. It has a lot to do with confidence. Right. Because you can have someone that may not know how to work a camera, but they're taking more photos than you. And they probably work in a specific setting where they have bigger opportunities. It's not because... I mean, they could even know what they're doing, right? No. But... It's, con- it's more confidence than that, what you're able to do. And community as well. Uh-huh. Networking. Networking mm-hmm. is important. You know, um, when we just went to one of your friend's shows, you know, he has very good work. Mm-hmm. But I seen the spark in your eye when you actually went out and yeah. helped support him and was in that environment. It was like, it seemed like your natural environment. And I've seen that that giddiness you get when you are around artists or mm-hmm. you see art. Yeah. You know, and I think if we do enough of that, that will help reignite that creativity within you. You know what I mean? I think you're right. Because when I stopped doing that, I actually felt sad. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I was stagnant as an artist mm-hmm. because I no longer was going out to be inspired by art. Mm -hmm. And that's like one of the things that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. And it's like prior to me even being on TikTok, I spent, I don't know how many hours on Pinterest just looking at art. So it is very much something that's embedded in me that I don't think I could ever shake off. But, you know, that whole thing where you're like, how long of a artist block have you had? Mm -hmm. It's just a routine of actually just physically being surrounded by it. Just like being in art school, right? Yeah. You're fully focused on the art and nothing else. Yeah. And I craved and missed that. It's just like a, a plant needing sunlight. If you don't and have water, and water, if you water don't have to, yeah. that, you don't, you won't grow mm-hmm. like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I feel that. Um, here's some strategies for overcoming creative blocks. Okay. Now let's delve into practical techniques to um, dismantle those creative barriers. First up, setting realistic goals can be a game changer. Break down your larger creative projects into manageable tasks, making the process less overwhelming. Taking breaks is not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. It's a strategic move to recharge your creative energy. Stepping away allows your mind uh, the breathing space it needs for fresh ideas to flourish. I like that. And I actually don't want to say that it's bad to take breaks Mm -hmm. because I did appreciate taking the extensive break that I did. Mm -hmm. Because even if I wasn't creating or being in that space, I'm still thinking constantly Mm -hmm. of artistic ideas. And that portrait I did of you and Junior, 
it wasn't that I wanted to do that. But mm. when it came and I was like watching you do his hair, I was like, oh, my God, I need to do this. Yeah. You know, like I sometimes when I make work, it's not not the work that I'm just like painting here and there, whatever. But it's when it's like the realistic ones or like when I'm in my zone, it's I feel it. I have yeah. to feel it. Like I can't force myself to make. And that's one thing that they're saying here. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like sometimes you may not have anything and that's OK. And you have to be able to see things with uh, a fresh pair of eyes. Exactly. You so know? taking breaks is, is actually also critical in, in, in your creative exploration. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, for a breath of inspiration, explore diverse sources, whether it's literature, mm-hmm. nature, or conversations with people from different walks of life. Drawing inspiration from varied places can infuse a new vitality in your work. Do you have an example of that? I really miss when I was able to just walk around D.C., mm-hmm. strike up conversations with just random people. <laughs> um, example, uh, when I used to work for this company, we would go out to Baltimore, and um, during my break... No, I think the day ended early. Mm. I went to a Borders, a bookstore, and I sat down, just picked a book, sat down and started reading. And this old uh, white guy, or excuse me, older gentleman, Mm -hmm. sat down next to me and just sparked a conversation. He had been maybe in his late 60s, early 70s, but he Mm -hmm. was telling me about his life, Mm -hmm. about how to... uh, uh, how he was involved with stocks and, you know, just giving me game on a perspective that I would never live because I'm not, you know, an older white guy who's from Baltimore. So just listening to his stories or going down D.C. and, and capturing photos of like just random people and creating stories and scenarios within mm-hmm. that image. That's what helped foster my creativity when I first started my photography journey. Why do you think you stopped? Uh, I know it's no excuse, but just working, yeah. you know, finding time, um, trying to find myself again Mm -hmm. you know i think i should go back out there and network and yeah you know and do that maybe this summer but i believe that um just being a a man and a father a husband (coughs) and a son and trying to balance everything before we had children or when I was younger, like I didn't have any like real responsibilities like while mm-hmm. I was in college. You're just free to roam. So I was just free to go mm-hmm. wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted, however I wanted. But I think at this age it's just being um more mindful and sectioning out sectioning out my time more wisely so I can do that. Yeah. I feel that. I also was seeing something um, not too long ago where this couple, um, they're like international travelers and whatnot. But one of the things that they were saying is 
a lot of us have children now, right? Or we're in the stage that we have children. Mm -hmm. And the difference between American lifestyle versus any other lifestyle is that we separate our lives from Mm -hmm. what we enjoy doing. So for them, the example was just like, we wanted to shift and see what it was like to live like a quote unquote European life, Mm -hmm. which is that in Europe, whatever explorations you want to do, your children do not hinder it. They're just a part of your life Mm -hmm. and they experience your experiences. So for instance, if it was that you had junior and I maybe I'm at work or doing something, you can take junior along. And then he's learning a lesson from you Mm. and he's seeing that you're doing stuff that you're enjoying, you know, but it's no longer that we're doing things that are child centered, but the child is now doing things that are adult centered. And it's not like we're taking him to a bar, but it's like, take him with you on your journey. I love that. But yeah, you know, our child. (laughs) No, and I get that, but I'm like, yeah. When I see you create or when I see you in the zone. Mm hmm. You're totally focused on what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you forget to eat. You'll be focused for hours on that specific subject matter. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way when I'm doing my walkabouts and career uh, and doing photography. I see. I have to be solely focused on that. I can't have my senses here, there. You know, I would love to, maybe if it was like in a, a contained studio setting, I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can keep an eye on him. But if I'm just on a walkabout going down, you know, uh, D.C., I'd be too nervous, you know, about something that like terrible happening. Yeah, to me. I respect I mean, that. I respect that. And I think that what I'm hearing you say is that there's no time for you to just figure out how you want to creatively expand Mm. with the stages you're in right now, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas it's like, I feel that as well. It's like almost losing the old version of ourselves and learning a new version of ourselves with what we have, right? right? Right. So it's like, yeah, you're no longer a 23-year-old that could, you know, have all this stuff and not have a lot of responsibilities. You're now in a stage where you are a parent and maybe you have more obligations, but does that mean that you have to sacrifice what you mm-hmm. want to do? Or does it mean that you may have to sacrifice your sleep <laughs> in order to I think it's just balance. about adjusting. Yeah. You know, adjusting. Mm-hmm. Um, just blocking out a couple of hours for ourselves. Right, of course. If it's on a Saturday or Sunday, like I take our child to my grandmother. I mean, mm-hmm. his grandmother every Sunday. Mm-hmm. A couple of hours. You could block, you know. Do a couple sketches, maybe start on something. You know. Which I have been. Right. I don't know if you've been noticing when you're gone. I'm actually doing something creative. Right, so. which is great. Maybe I could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, if I don't take them over there on a Sunday, I'll just go out on a walkabout and just, you know, do my thing do as well. Do your thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's probably something to consider. Mm-hmm. That's probably something that we can work on to figure out how we can balance that. And I think that's fair. Yeah. I think creatives need space to create. Or oh, we wouldn't be creative. <laughs> we wouldn't be creatives. But what does that, I mean, there's a lot of, this is great, right? Because there's a lot of people who don't have our situation mm-hmm. where the husband and the wife are both artists. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You could have someone that is a partner who's an artist and then somebody else is doing something else. So there's a balance in knowing that one person, you know, can just fully just focus on creating. The other one can fully focus on whatever. Mm-hmm. But we're pretty much in the same field. So what does that look like as a couple with a child to find the balance in allowing each other to creatively have that space? I think whenever we have five or ten minutes 30 minutes, whatever, we look for ways to foster that creativity. We mm-hmm. gain inspiration from right. our peers or social media or just going on walkabouts. And we take each one of those moments and archive them, mm-hmm. categorize them. And once we're able to create a full piece of work or start on a piece of work, we pick those Sundays where I take them to grandma's house or, you -hmm. know, we pick those days where we have free time. Right. You know. To use that. We both work nine to fives and we're creatives after that. But gaining that energy instead of just, you know, we're too tired. You know, we both work. But gaining that energy just to have one day or a couple of hours out of the week or out of the month or whatever to just focus solely on creating something would be beneficial for the both of us. I'd like to challenge you as well. Mm -hmm. You said something and I feel like you need to reverse it. You said we work nine to fives and then we're creatives after. Mm -hmm. What if you thought I'm a creative first? And I just happen to work a nine to five to, to maintain my living. I like that. And it's like just reversing the way that we speak of who we are in order to be that. Fake it until you make it, I guess. Um, another we'll make thing, it until we fake it. Make it until we fake it. <laughs> <laughs> but even, I mean, with you saying what you're saying, that's true. And I feel like we do need to have moments where you do take breaks, you know, where mm-hmm. you do have that space and time out. But even just recreating our language. We are artists before we are anything else. I like that. And I also think, one more thing that I just observe about you, is you don't carry your tool enough. No. And I see us go to places, and I see so many things, you know. Um, I, too, have a, a, a love for photography, but I see instances where I'm like, you don't you don't you don't walk around like a creative. How about this? This month or next month. We pick thirty days. On my thirty days, I take one picture of something every day. Whether it's with my um small Sony, my my phone or whatever, I take one, one picture, picture a day. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It doesn't matter what it is, it's something every day. Yeah. And you make a quick sketch for 30 days. Yeah. Until it's like a tapestry of, you know, something that we can both be proud of. I like that. And what if we, so I believe as well as a creative that if you tap into other forms of creativity, it also inspires. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge you to do a picture, but also to do some art. Like and vice versa. Yes, and vice versa. <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I have a good friend of mine who is just strictly photographer. You know who I'm talking about. 
strictly a photographer. Now he's one of the biggest visual artists represented by a gallery, and he could not draw. I can, I can create things with my hands, but I want you to try. I mean, I'm just like exploring different. It doesn't even have to be that. I can give you some air dry clay, and you can make some pottery. Okay, but I'm just like just opening up our doors and what's possible creatively. Because who knows? You could deal a whole portrait series with paint on your portraits. Mm. You can do a whole photo transfer of a collage of a whole series of photos and make one big canvas artwork. Mm. The possibilities are endless, but we don't even give each other the time to make. And we need to. I'll take you also, you got it. two of the best models in your house, and you I'll, don't use this. I'll take you up on that. Yeah. Oh, oh so mm-hmm. we have more. Yeah. Mindfulness practices mm-hmm. play a pivotal role. Engage in activities like meditation, which mm-hmm. I do, or simply being present in the moment to clear mental clutter and foster creativities. Mm-hmm. Collaborate efforts um collaborative efforts can be a powerful anecdote to create uh creative stagnation partnering with fellow artists brings fresh perspectives and shared enthusiasm do you know what i've started doing and i want to say please don't judge me but i actually don't care (laughs) what you think Mm -hmm. but um Um, With you doing meditation, like I've just been resonating a lot with sensual meditation Mm. and just like putting in headphones or just playing it like while you're in the gym and just having that like sound or like meditation thing playing. And I actually feel wonderful. I'm afraid to ask, but uh, okay. I feel that we want to ask off the mic. We want to ask off the mic, right? But I mean, you know, like Sensual there's certain meditation. ways that can center you and make you feel whole, or make mm. you in a position to release and receive. Yeah. So I felt release and receive in that process, but we will talk more after. Yeah, because I'm very interested. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, don't shy away from experimenting. Well, I guess that's what you're doing right now <laughs> with different creative me- mediums. Trying something new not only breaks routine, but opens up new avenues for expression. So equip yourself with these practical tools and let them embark on a journey to liberate your artistic flow. So we really want this podcast to be a collaborative space. So we really encourage our listeners, our wonderful listeners, to actively participate. We'd love to learn what you think. Please send your burning questions in or share your personal experiences with Creative Blocks. You can do this through our social media channels or email. And in each episode, we'll feature a question and answers segment where we'll address your queries and offer tailored advice. Mm. Your insights and questions are invaluable, forming a vibrant community where we learn and grow together. So don't be shy. (laughs) Share your thoughts, challenges, and triumphs, and let's make this journey to overcome creative blocks a collective and enriching experience. To infuse some inspiration into your creative journey, let's sprinkle in uplifting Mm -hmm. stories and quotes. Okay. Remember the words from Vincent Van Gogh, great things are not done by impulse, 
but by a series of small things brought together. Small steps can lead to significant breakthroughs. Ashe. <laughs> um, practical tips for daily life. So let's talk more about practical tips. You can seamlessly integrate into your daily life to foster creativity. First off, consider maintaining a sketchbook. It serves as your canvas for your spontaneous ideas and doodles, capturing the essence of your journey. I want to say something quickly about that. Mm -hmm. And I had this amazing professor once who had a room full of visual artists and fine art photographers. He told all of us to get a sketchbook and put ideas in there. Mm. So if you had a photograph, you're cutting out the magazine. So he told us to keep a glue stick mm. and um, the sketchbook and then whatever we find. So even if it's a leaf, stick it if it inspires you, put it in like the sketchbook. A, like a vision board. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But it's just, once you have it fully, I wish, I wish I did not lose it. But once you have this sketchbook, it really did help with my creativity. And it really did help with formulating ideas it could be anything i'm cutting out magazines or like remember mm. when they were express um the express newspaper mm. for the metro just taking one of those and any word i would find i'd find words and put different words together um that was wonderful but just at the end of the class or the course we all seeing each other's work from the photographers to the visual artists like really everybody's ideas just Blew my mind how something so simple of a routine created a work of art within itself. Mm -hmm. It's just like a um, a whole outburst of ideas. It's the same book, same idea, but different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Set aside dedicated creative time in your day. It doesn't have to be lengthy. Even a short burst can be incredibly productive. Consistency is key making creative creativity a habit rather than a sporadic event sporadic event sporadic yeah event. so we also want to craft a supportive environment you must surround yourself with elements that inspire you whether it's artwork plants or soothing music this creates a space where your creativity can fully flourish these small yet impactful habits can make a world of a difference. Cultivating a fertile ground for your artistic expression. So embrace these tips and watch as your daily routines become a wellspring of creativity. I love it. As we wrap up, let's summarize the key takeaways from today's exploration of overcoming creative blocks. Remember, perfection is the enemy of progress. Imperfections are the soul of creativity. Break down goals into manageable steps. Take breaks and draw inspiration from diverse sources. Practice mindfulness. Embrace collaboration. And don't shy away from experimenting with different creative mediums. Your journey is unique and creative. Uh, blocks are part of the process. Use them as stepping stones, not stumbling blocks. Again, we invite you to share your thoughts, experiences, and questions on social media. Your feedback is very, very invaluable. And together, we can continue to co this conversation, inspiring one another to navigate and conquer the challenges of the creative path. Until next time, stay creative, stay inspired. Peace.